Um, so kids, I want to talk to you, and this is, and here's the thing, actually, let me say this on the front end. Uh, we've been in a section of scripture about the spirit-filled life, and so we've been talking about what does the spirit-filled life look like in various contexts and various relationships, and so we talked about spirit-filled marriage, we talked about spirit-filled parenting, and today is spirit-filled children. What does it mean to child well? And I want to remind everyone in here that even if you are in your 70s, you are still a child, right? Uh, that even the Bible will often call us to think of ourselves like children, to approach Christ as a child, that we might live and, and be in wonder and awe of him in such a way. And also just to remember, listen, like if you're here and you're a Christian, you are a son or a daughter of God. And so everything that applies to your children today, hear me, applies to you as well. And so hopefully we all can glean something from this. But um, kids, I want to say this. When I was growing up in uh, Slidell, Louisiana, uh, I didn't go to church, Okay, I didn't have that opportunity because my parents were not Christians, and so we didn't do the church thing. I didn't have an opportunity to hear about Jesus or the gospel growing up. Uh, but there was this one time, and I've shared this story here before, uh, where I went to church with my friend. So the way it would work is if you stay with a friend in the South on a Saturday night and you're not a Christian, you're definitely going to church with the family Sunday morning. Okay, And so I get invited to church, and uh, so it's really hot in here, and we don't get AC in this place, so if you're wondering why it's hot, that's why. Okay, uh, so I go to church Sunday morning, I walk up to Sunday school, and they're doing Bible trivia, okay, and some of you know this story, but they're doing Bible trivia, and I don't know anything, okay, and so maybe you kids, honestly, you know way more than I did at this point in my life, and so all the kids are getting free Snickers bars if they get the question right, because back then, apparently, we didn't care about peanut allergies, okay, um, now if we brought a Snickers into kids, it would be like DEFCON 5, like we would, you would be killed, um, and so uh, they offered to us Snickers bars if you get the question right. So I asked my friend Chris when a trivia question comes up, hey, Chris, I don't, I don't know the answer. What's the answer? And so Chris whispers to me the answer. And so I raise my hand and I say, this is the answer. And the teacher says, that's right. And she goes to give me the Snickers bar and she hands it to me and I'm delighted. And then in the midst of that, she says, wait, did Chris give you that answer? And I said, yeah. She said, give me the Snickers back. <laughs> right? right? That is not Christianity, kids, okay? <laughs> Hear me, kids, okay? That's not Jesus, okay? That is Satan. <laughs> now, this woman's not Satan. Don't confuse with me what I'm saying, but that is just satanic to steal candy from that kid, okay? What I hope, kids, hear me, if you can hear me today, and this is, again, true for all of us, that hopefully what we can learn today is how to child well, because listen, as you learn to child well, okay, you will gain greater joy in your heart. That there is greater happiness, greater peace, greater love, greater relationship with mommy and daddy and friends and brothers and siblings if you learn to child well before God. And guess what? The Bible has something to speak to you as well, even if you are the youngest person in the room. And I want you to know this again before we jump into the text, is that God loves you far more than you would ever believe, like far more abundantly than anything you could ever imagine. As much as you think mommy and daddy love you, I'm telling you right now, God loves you more. Finley and I, my four-year-old, we do uh, this little catechism uh, that we invented because he wasn't ready for like an older kid catechism. And a catechism, essentially, we ask questions, there's answers that he responds back to about God and different things. And so the first one is, Finley, who, uh, who loves you the most? And he says, God in heaven. 
right? Uh, and then I say, Finley, who loves you second most? And he says, well, mommy and daddy and brubra, which is what he calls his little one-year-old brother James, okay? Uh, and we say, but and who are you to love? And so when we were coming up with this, I wanted him to kind of expound upon who he wants to love. And so we came up with, he goes, he goes Finley, but who do you love? He goes, everybody and trees and stormtroopers, right? And that's real. That's every night we catechize that into my son's life. And so uh, it's probably going to come back to bite me. But, um, and so, but kids, listen, God loves you more than anyone in the world. And so what we talk about today is direct words from God for you to know and to hear and to listen about what it means to, to child well, to be a good kid. Okay, so let's read from the text, um, Ephesians 6, 1 through 4. It says this, children. Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with the promise. That it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. And fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And so kids, I just have, I have four little points for you today. Uh, and your parents are going to help you memorize these throughout the week, especially the obey your parents one. I'm sure that one will come up a lot. Uh, but these things will go well with you as you live in them, even when you think that they're difficult to live out. Um, there's a context for which we need to understand these things because there's a, there's a way we need to think through them and understand that, uh, and again, again, this applies, so this applies to all of us, right? Um, there's a way we need to think through the commands here in Scripture and understand that to our kids, and this is important for parents, but important for all of us, um, they are exposed to more now than any generation that's ever been before, okay? Uh, and, 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 so, and just by sheer quantity, by quality, by all sorts and every measurable, our kids are exposed or have the access to far more things than ever before, right? So now if you want to look something up, you just what? Google it. And it's amazing that Google, it's not even search it on, it's Google. You Google this thing. There's a word. Google is a verb, right? So you Google it now. You can just look it up. Now, there was a day when I was growing up where you had to go to a place called a library, okay? And they had these things called encyclopedias, okay? And if you wanted to do a research paper, you'd have to go to a little file of facts, little thingy, and draw it out. You'd pull out a card. You'd find a book. And that's how you would do your papers. That's how you would do your homework, is you'd have to go and study these different things. Now, at the sheer tip of their finger, right, they can access anything. And so hear me, like parents, even as we begin to navigate this with our kids, as, as friends, as you do that for friends and families with kids or whatever that looks like, and kids, for you to know that what you're being given from all different parts of the world, some of it's really good and some of it is not so good. Some of it just isn't nearly as great as maybe you think it is. But I know you have access to it. And so I realize that a lot of stuff that we'll talk about today and that your parents will teach you about as you grow up, hopefully, it's going to come against, it's going to fight against, it's going to come in conflict with the things that you're constantly being exposed to in this world. And again, I just want to return you to that what we hear today is from God who loves you more than anyone in the world and wants the best for you more than anything else in the world. Okay, so here's our four points for you kids and for all of us. The first one is that one, we would seek and know the Lord. So verse four is telling your parents in the Bible, your parents are supposed to instruct you in the Lord. They're supposed to teach you about Jesus. I'm going to put them on blast right now. Kids, if your parents are not teaching you about Jesus, you need to go to them after this service and say, mommy and daddy, teach me about Jesus. 
okay? Like, you need to go to them and say, the Bible says you're supposed to teach me about God. You're not doing it. It's time to shape up, okay? Now say it with grace and love. Kids, the most important thing is that you would seek and know God. Even at your young age, some of you guys, and listen, I know we have some kids in here, and they're just like, just hearing sounds right now. I understand that. And then we get a little bit older, maybe you're hearing and learning a bit more and more. But hear me, you need to go and learn more about God. You should hopefully have some type of Bible or a kid, uh, Jesus storybook Bible, which, hear me, parents, if you're here and your kids don't have a Jesus storybook Bible or any Bible of any sort, we have some here. We'll give you one. Um, and, and we want, listen, kids, read your Bibles. Like, read about the stories of God. Like, these stories are true and they're beautiful and they're amazing and they're adventurous and they're awesome. Um, there, there's, this, uh, there's this resource we have here at the church called Right Now Media where you can go in and there's this whole kids section that you can go and access and watch all sorts of stories and cartoons and talks and fun things that you can learn more about God. Listen, kids, even at your young age, chase after God. Learn about this God that loves you, that made you. Parents, help your kids do that. Because some of the kids, right, in here, you're like, I don't know what you're saying right now. Parents, that's you. That's where you fill in that gap. Help teach your kids how to pursue and learn about God. Secondly, um, obey your parents. Now, this is the one that all kids love, and so that's great. But the Bible says, kids, that you're supposed to obey your parents. So if your parents tell you to do something, and hear me, it's, it's not sinful. In other words, kids, it doesn't hurt somebody else. Let's just kind of try and keep it in that. Uh, then you need to do it. So when your parents say clean, that's not sinful, okay? If your parents say do the dishes, that's not sinful either. That's, oh, that's good and right and, and true for me to do. Parents obey, or uh, no, that'd be, that'd be difficult. Uh, children... Obey your parents. And, and if you can understand me, kids, from what I'm saying here, your, your parents love you more than anyone outside of God, right? Or they should. And, and I'll say this on a quick caveat, that in the midst of this discussion, there can be really difficulty sometimes hearing texts like this because of the brokenness of this world. Because there's, there's kids, there's adults that are here now, right, that you're like, well, I didn't have these type of parents. I did, when we talk about that, I don't know what you mean and all that kind of stuff. And, and kids, maybe there's some, some of you in here and you just see brokenness daily. Or you see fighting. You see whatever it is. And in the midst of all of that, I want you to know that God is present with you. He's with you in all of that. And so in all of this, he's saying, no, 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 like your parents, they have a duty to love you and to raise you in the Lord. And because they do that, you can say, okay, mom, okay, dad, I will listen, I will follow, I will do what you say. Now, again, adults, this is not too far for us to grasp. If you're here and you're a Christian, you're a son or a daughter of God, and you are to obey your heavenly father. Again, because guess what? He knows you better than you know you. He knows what's better for you than what you think you know about your own life. And so how do you, adult, how do you child well before the face of God, Coram Deo? How, as he's wa watching and looking upon your life and trying to say, this is what's best, my son, my daughter. Adult, how are you saying, no, I'm going to child well. I'm not just going to leave this to my little kid. I'm going to say, no, I'm going to obey my father. 
just like the same way I would call my kids to obey me because I want to pursue gospel and grace for them as well, okay? So obey your parents. The third one, okay? Uh, honor your moms and your dads. Honor your mothers and fathers, your mommies and your daddies. To show them honor means to show them respect. Like the reality is, is that God is the one who gave you your parents, okay? He didn't give you different parents. He gave you the ones you got, okay? And, and in his sovereignty, him navigating that to say like, excuse me, he wants to glorify himself the most out of that relationship. And if that's true, how do you then show respect? Well, hear me says, by you showing love and respect to your parents, you show love and respect to God. Because this is God's sovereign work to establish this unit to be a blessing unto the world, to show the world the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so how do we honor that? And then again, adults, how do we honor, show respect to, give glory to our Father in heaven? By living lives that glorify him, that obey him, that seem to match up with his kingdom ethics and the way we treat and love one another, the way we serve one another. Okay, now, in the midst of all this, there's a couple things, and this is a hard thing to say, especially, and I understand there's, a, there's young kids in here, and so I will be somewhat discreet about it, but hear me, kids, like also, sometimes, um, it's not so simple as, well, I'll just honor mom and dad, and I'll just obey everything they say, because we do live in a broken world. And because sometimes moms and dads, mommies and daddies, don't act the way that the Bible is calling them to act. Okay? And so in the midst of that reality, as that is happening in your life, I strongly, strongly encourage you, okay, to come and to talk to people that you can trust if some of that is happening. Again, not the best space for us to get too serious into this. But even kids, if you know of those stories in your life, to talk to people and to be open and to know you have a voice, okay, that God has made you and given you his image imprinted upon you. And so to speak loudly and speak truth, and talk to people if there are things that you think, well, that just doesn't seem right. Okay. So I invite you to that as well. The last one and the last point is that you'd receive discipline with joy. Now, um, I'm going to talk to the adults first on this one. Because this one's, this one's a fighting one for many of us. Now, we talked about last week, or sorry, two weeks ago, or maybe it was even three weeks ago, that God, he disciplines his children. We read in the book of Hebrews that God will discipline his children so that they would walk in the paths that are best for them. Now, adults, listen, we need to, in the same way, receive that discipline from the Father with joy, knowing it is for our good. Okay. And parents, when we start talking discipline, and we did Christ or, uh, Spirit-filled Parenting a few weeks ago, so go back and listen. Uh, as you pursue discipline for your kids, make sure that you know how to receive it. Because if, if God can't discipline you, you're probably not going to be able to discipline your kids very well. If he can't correct you, you're not going to be able to correct your kids all that well. 
You'll do it. But will you do it with the same heart that the Father does with us? Okay. So, so kids, hear me. They're, they're, it's, it's difficult, right, when, when mom and dad are frustrated and upset and put you in time in <laughs> or give you a spanking or the 50 other things that are in between those two things. And I want to speak on behalf of, the, of, of God, I think, and of your parents and say that they do it because they love you. They do it because they're trying to show you truth and say, no, 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 this is the best way to live life. It's better to walk like this. And so I'm going to discipline. I'm going to do something that maybe parents don't often want to do, but they will do it because it is for your best. So receive discipline with joy. Okay. I know that's difficult, but I would love that process. And hear me. And, and again, I want you all to know, I'm, I'm not naive to the fact that I, I'm trying to, to preach a sermon out of the ESV study Bible uh, to a bunch of kids, but we're going to trust the Spirit of God to move in the hearts of our kids. Because at the end of the day, that's all He does with adults too. Okay? And so if we think that we're here because we can process really well into our minds, no, no, no. It's the Spirit of God that transforms us and renews our minds. And so we're trusting that's happening with your kids even now. And so I, I say that to say, kids, talk to your, or parents, talk to your kids about Jesus. Like frequently invest in them. Share things with them that maybe you don't think they'd be able to understand, but just trust that the Spirit's going to be able to intercede somewhere in there and teach them about God. Here's how we sum all of this up. And we always try and keep this sermon a bit shorter given the context of the day. Um, I want to sum this up with this. Kids, listen to me, and this is true for adults as well. If you want to know how to child well, if you want to know what it means to be a spirit-filled kid in your family's life, you just ask yourself one question. How did Jesus treat his father? You want to know how to parent well? How does the father treat Jesus and treat us? You know how to child well? How does Jesus treat his father in heaven? And as you go through the Bible and as your parents, if you read the Bible with your parents or if you're able, if you're old enough where you can read the Bible yourself, I would encourage you to just look at the life of Jesus and say, Jesus, how did you treat your father in heaven? And you're going to begin to see a pattern of honoring his father in heaven, of constantly approaching his father in heaven, to retreat, to get away, to make sure he spent adequate and abundant time with his father in heaven that you're going to see that everything we talked about, that talked about today, that he obeyed his Father in heaven, even when we see he didn't even want to. So kids, listen, how do you become a spirit-filled kid? Just look at Jesus. How did he treat his Father in heaven? And so parents, that, that's kind of the take-home question for you this week. And take-home homework with your kids we always try and give some of that at the end of every family Sunday as kind of a takeaway. This is what you do with the kids. Sit down with your kids, and I would encourage you to take them through stories in the Bible that highlight Jesus' relationship with his Father. To talk to, talk to them about how, well, how did Jesus, and ask, hear me, ask them questions. How, like, read this and say, like, how did Jesus talk to his dad? When, when he didn't want to do something, how did he respond? Right, go to the Garden of Gethsemane. Hey, start talking through these stories where we see Jesus honor his Father in heaven. And watch the Holy Spirit work in your kids. Okay. Kids, I, lastly, I just want you to know, because we'd be remiss not to tell you, 
that the love of God that he has for you, which is greater than any other love in this world, it was proved to us, it was shown to us because Jesus Christ, who is God in the flesh, he came to this world 2,000 years ago and he lived a perfect life. The life that was supposed to be led when the world was began and created way in the beginning, Jesus did that perfectly. He lived a life that was a glimpse of the future heaven that was to break into the, the central, ah, that's going to be confusing, that the heaven that will be now. And he lived this life and he went to a cross where he was killed and killed so that you and I and all who would love him, believe him, and serve him would be saved now and forever. This is what we call the gospel. The beauty that God came into our world to live a life that we were supposed to live but didn't, to die the death that we were supposed to die but didn't have to. And then he raised from the dead three days later to show each and every one of us, no matter what age you are, that God has come to grant new life here and forever into heaven. Parents, talk to your kids about the gospel. You are their disciples, right? God has given you those children. Children, you've been given these parents to be a picture of the gospel to the world. Holy Spirit, do your work. Let us pray. God, we thank you for your grace and your mercy and for each and every child that's in this room. And Lord, we, we just need you, Holy Spirit, to take big words and fast-speaking words and ultimately just your word, God, uh, and bring it into the hearts and minds, God, of all of us. Lord, I pray for each and every person in the room that your word would sink deeply into us and, Holy Spirit, you would use it to convict and to counsel and to transform and that you do that over our kids' lives, that they would just, this stuff would get stuck in there and, and, and that you'd be forming them by your power right now. God, that there would be healed relationships where there's brokenness. God, that there would be greater amounts of joy and love in the home. God, that there would be celebration and gathering and togetherness for the family, God, so that we might present the gospel to the world. Heavenly Father, we love you and we trust you, Spirit, to do work that we know we are incapable of. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.